0: Barney and Friends, Barney Simon, Jacaranda FM. Jesse Clegg, my in-studio guest, and he brought his guitarist, Richard, along with him. <laughs> but the focus is on Jesse. Are you okay with that, Richard? Yeah, it's fine. You is know. Okay? Well, I'm yeah. kind of used to it by now. <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but it depends how you're going to play the guitar later on if he doesn't behave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, primary school, uh, do you still have your uniform
1: jesse somewhere uh, in a cupboard in a box yeah somewhere in some cupboard in some box somewhere in the world i don't know <laughs> did,
0: did you wear tires to school
1: no crawford was very cool You oh, wore t-shirts it? and jeans oh, well, that's it's cool. pretty
0: it's one of these like modern schools <laughs> okay so that was kind of cool you could express yourself yeah uh, which was nice with your sleeveless t-shirts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no ways i went to that you had to wear a tie and uh, just terrible. <laughs> Short hair. Okay, so uh, primary in primary school. Did you know which high school? Uh, which high school did you go to then? Crawford. Is that part of? I was a, so I was a full-on and- Crawfordian man. Okay, I thought uh, uh, Crawford was a primary school, and then yeah, well primary. they.
1: I think that I was there from grade two, and then mm. they built the high school while I was there. Oh, so then great. I just went straight to the high school. Okay, what
0: was it like? Uh, obviously, you, you knew all your friends then, so it was an easy, you know, you, you moved into uh, grade, what is it, standard six in my yeah, day. Yeah, grade <laughs> So you moved, you didn't have to go to a school and start all over again, new friends and whatever. So that, that must yeah, have been quite Yeah, no, cool. it
1: was cool. I mean, I think uh, the first two years of high school is still like a bit of a party. And then grade nine, grade 10, you have to start getting a bit serious. Mm. Uh, and then you start to feel like, okay, this is starting to matter uh, for the future. So by grade 11, I'd kind of figured it out. And yeah, I became like, quite into academia, as, as strange as that may sound. Your subjects were? Um, I, did, uh, I did all the artsy subjects. I did English, maths, Afrikaans, because we had to. Um, can you speak Afrikaans, bro? A biki.
0: <laughs> That's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> he answered at least. I, I can only fluke word in it. <laughs> yeah. My okay, and what um, else?
1: Then I did uh, art, yeah. I did um, business economics. Um, music. Um, what else? I think business
0: economics today it helps a lot with the band. Yeah. I mean running no, the helped. business of the I band. I mean, and in stuff.
1: fact, the thing that really helped me was studying law, doing mm. contract law. That was brilliant. That, that I can read a contract now, which is very useful. The fine print. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. You you'll be surprised how much of there there is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember what the last subject was. I think it might have been biology or something like that. Okay, how many A's? six 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 unbelievable well done yeah i was i enjoyed academia man it was a good vibe i mean i enjoyed like the discipline that it required and i think um it definitely gives you a life of mind which is very important for writers Mm. uh to be able to um exist entirely in your head and to um exercise those muscles and uh compare and contrast and find ways of expressing your ideas that are interesting and unique so it, it actually really helped me in my writing now uh when you grew
0: up in the background your parents what kind of music were they playing like on a sunday or are there any bands any music any genres that uh, that sort um, of stand out today you go, wow i, remember I listen my to and dad.
1: um yeah i mean there was a lot of world music mm. um i mean <sighs> Just uh, from a, a huge variety of world music. I mean, I, some of the names are very strange, but uh, Wes was a, a great example. W.E.S. Yeah. They were a North North African group, and they were doing this amazing uh, sort of blues um, crossover with North African music, which I was obsessed with. I was obsessed with this album, and I still love this album. It's an amazing album. Uh, a lot of Sting and The Police, uh, Tracy Chapman, Um, A lot of folk artists, you know, with serious artists who write serious lyrics, socially conscious, um, and so I was always exposed to very um, complex music, Uh, and I guess that kind of made my standard quite high. But then when I became a teenager, I discovered rock and roll, um, and Nirvana, and all the 90s bands, Deftones, and Smashing Pumpkins, and those things, and it, it really... I kind of found the the route that I wanted to go. It, there was something so expressive about it. It wasn't um, overly intellectual, but it was expressive in a way that was actually very complex and very um, interesting to me. There were so many interesting juxtapositions and, and a lot of political ideas that were being put through, but in a very sort of... Um, non literal way, mm. which was exciting to me, and I became very interested in that. And that, that my early writing is just like Nirvana, basically. When you heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit" for the first time, where were you? Did
0: you hear it on radio? Where, uh, it must have blown you away as well. Yeah, it's, that, that, that opening me. riff is no, it's, amazing.
1: It's amazing. I remember I was I was at the music store. I mean, I, I still I'm young, I'm old enough to have actually saved up money and gone and bought CDs. You know, when I was young, so that was that was definitely a, an important part of my. My growing up and I remember the two CDs that I I really loved and listened to for a long time was uh, smells like teen spirit and um, the the Oasis album what's the story morning glory Uh, and I remember with Nirvana (laughs) my dad uh, me and my dad were at the music store and he said to me like what are you gonna get and I said I don't know I'm just gonna look around and browse and he said Get this album. And he gave me Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I looked at the album cover and it was this naked baby. Mm. You know, you remember the album cover? Yeah, that that bizarre image with a, with, a the fish, with a fish hook and a dollar. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, this is lame. I don't want this. <laughs> what, the, what is this? A naked baby on this cover? No, I'm not, I'm not getting this. And he said, you know what? I'm going to get it. And you can listen to it and tell me what you think. And a week later, I was totally obsessed with it. It was just... Um, it changed my life. I mean, I think every band has a, a story about the first time they heard Nirvana, you know, no matter what genre they're in, there was just something so uh, visceral about that music. It was so new and so fresh. And the songwriting was incredible. I mean, he's, a, he's actually a, a genius pop writer. I mean, those mm. songs were pop songs, but the production was so raw, just so clever. Yeah. and And that's what really inspired me about it. Did you ever listen to the Pixies before that? Oh man, Pixies, love the Pixies. Because
0: Kurt Cobain
1: was one of the biggest Pixies fan. And
0: all those riffs come from Pixies songs. Yeah, but
1: it's funny. I discovered Nirvana first and I only discovered the Pixies later in life. And I actually got to see them live in Toronto uh, two years ago, which was amazing. They played the whole Doolittle album from track one to track 15. Uh, And yeah, I mean, it's almost like when you have this incredible connection with an artist, you don't want to burst the bubble by starting by starting to track how, where they got influenced and who they copied and where mm. it came from, you just want to kind of live in that fantasy for as long as possible because it's it's just so amazing. It, you, you, it, it's music that is incomprehensible the first time you hear it. Um, so I was just for like five years I was just Nirvana. Like I listened to everything, every album, every B side, every demo, every live recording. It was just uh, yeah a revelation.
0: If you listen to your first and your second album, obviously there's a little bit of uh, definitely r- Nirvana and there
1: a couple yeah. of the riffs and stuff. I think you? you know for me it wasn't I, I I don't I don't think I copied the the riffs as much, but for me it was um, the 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 writer's perspective. You know there was he had this very weird postmodern like juxtaposing of lyrics. I mean his lyrics made no sense, but they actually made sense, and it was just like the stream of consciousness. Mm. You know, just just vomiting out words, and it was incredibly expressive, and it captured something um, in that moment. So I think that that was uh, very poignant for me, and I, I try to write like that initially, like that song uh, "Rape Me."
0: Yeah. Uh, everybody went, "Oh no, you can't play that on the radio." If people really knew what that song was all it was about, the music industry, yes, exactly, ripping bands off and whatever. That's yeah. such a clever way it's of brilliant. expressing himself. It's brilliant.
1: You know? and I, he he was a, he was a very clever writer, mm. even though it sounds like. Uh, it sounds arbitrary. It sounds like stream of consciousness. A lot of it is actually very well thought out. And there's cryptic references. And it's complex music, man. I think it's it stands up to any of the great songwriters.
0: Okay, we're going to get back to Kings of Leon. I mean, this uh, young <laughs> band started playing blues and that kind of stuff for mm. the first two albums. Then they became a bit more popular. We're going to talk about them. So uh, Jesse Clegg is here. And in about 15 minutes, uh, do you guys know uh, which
1: song you're going to do? Richard? Have you been tuning Your guitar there dude <laughs> For the last hour eh? wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I think we're going to do it In black and white Okay Because it's uh, It's off the Off the second album And I, I didn't hear it In that intro So we're going to do that one Barney and Friends Barney Simons